welcome to Live Vedanta, a podcast where we explore simple living and high thinking. Each week, we join Vivek Gupta as he offers insights on bringing the divine into the daily. Over the last decade, Vivekji has shared his observations on the signs of independent joy with communities across North America and beyond. The outer stage is set with space, seat, and sanctum. Next, we have to get the inner stage, the mind, ready. In this next episode of the Meditation in Life series, Vivekji provides multiple frameworks on how we can train the mind through our lifestyle to be prepared for meditation. Let's get started. What is one of the most popular online shows that you can watch right now? Share with me. Educate me about what's going on in the world. You're all sattvic. You're going to write Mahabharata, Ramayana, (laughs) Stranger Things. When I was in Washington DC this summer, I was teaching a group of 80 or 90 high school students and there was a lot of references to Stranger Things. So I knew I had to teach them, I had to be with them for a week. So I started watching Stranger Things and it's a fine show. I think I finished three seasons in three weeks (laughs) because I'm so committed to teaching and relating to students. In Stranger Things, when a source of energy is strong enough, it's able to open up another dimension. When that source of energy is broken, then uh, that dimension opens and then closes. Okay, so the opening is dependent on how strong that source of energy is. In Vedantic terminology, how Stranger Things relates to why we're all gathered. When we practice contemplation and what's going on inside of us is vikalpa. Vikalpa means inconsistency. When I'm inconsistent to my practices outside, I'm going to be inconsistent in my contemplation inside. So this new dimension or new potential, new peace is not realized, is not experienced. (coughs) Through steadiness, vikalpa evolves to savikalpa. Savikalpa doesn't mean inconsistency. Savikalpa means with change. So one's outer practices and inner practices are much more steady. So one's able to realize more of their potential, more of their peace. 
And when one is sincere with contemplation, Savikalpa evolves to Nirvikalpa. Nirvikalpa means with no change, homogeneous, oneness. When one's lifestyle is like that, when one's vision is like that, then one fully realizes why they were born, who they are. Our course is not to succumb to vikalpa, but to build ourselves up to savikalpa, to nirvikalpa, when it comes to contemplation, nidityasana. Now I'm going to share with you a series of frameworks so that we have the correct legend with which to understand this course. Please try to remember this, write this down so that uh, this is in your radar. Meditation in life can very much be understood by studying the first part of chapter five of Bhagavad Gita. Where Bhagavan Krishna tells Prince Arjuna, you need to have some sannyasa to be able to practice full yoga, to be able to realize full sannyasa. He's sharing, you have to be able to let go of what you're attached to, what you're used to, to be able to hold on to full development. And then you will experience full sannyasa, which means letting go of your ego. In simpler terms, our course is about some open-eye meditation, which allows us to engage in full closed-eye medita meditation, which will then enable us for full open-eye meditation. Our lifestyle <laughs> has to be refined somewhat so that I can contemplate, and when I can contemplate, then my vision is always with me, irrespective of, of circumstance. The text we're using is called Meditation and Life. And our text has 173 pages of content, of which the first 60 pages are about lifestyle, are about creating the calmness, quietude, stillness, to be able to contemplate. There are four parts to this text. The whole first part, which we took a whole full year to explore, was so that we're ready for contemplation. This course and this text demands anusari. Anusari means to follow. Only if we follow the course, the text, will we have anubhuti, which is experience. Without anusari, no anubhuti. With anusari, there will be anubhuti. There are no alternatives. I hope you heard me share this clearly. For the rest of what we do in life, there are alternatives. Suppose you have young children. There are daycares, there are 
babysitters, there are nannies, there's au pairs, there's lots of alternatives. When it comes to diet, suppose you don't consume dairy, you can have almond milk, you can have rice milk, you can have coconut milk. When it comes to being ready for contemplation and act, there are no alternatives. The word vikalpa, if you try to define this in English, someone who's inconsistent keeps looking for alternatives. I share all of this because today on Vijaya Dashini, I'm going to change how this course is going to flow. And I'm going to change it in the sense to encourage you to be more responsible. We've completed four weeks of our course and I've been traveling for four weeks, meeting so many of you. And some of the thoughts you've shared with me, those who are dominated by tamas, find this course to be boring. So if you feel that this course is boring, recognize that it's the tamas in the mind memory, in the intellect ego. For those who are overwhelmed, recognize that that is because of rajas. The rajas in our personalities were overwhelmed by all of the training required, all of the changes required. Tamas means laziness. A lazy person is always bored. Rajas means aggressiveness. They want to be able to find alternatives. So how I'm going to encourage more responsibility on all of you. We now have 28 weeks left in this course. And we have 24 chapters to cover. Until last week, we were covering a chapter over two weeks. Moving forward, we will cover a chapter every week. That requires more reading, more writing, more reflection from your end. Up until this class, I've been speaking for 30 minutes, answering questions every other week, every four weeks. I'm going to reduce my discourse and increase your dialogue. In other words, to give you more opportunities to ask questions about lifestyle and vision. Less discourse for me, for you to, um, again, read, write, and reflect more. I hope you enjoy these changes. I hope that they're efficient and effective. And if they're not, again, the tamas and the rajas. Contemplation requires one not just to be sattvic, but one to be shuddha sattva, for one to be deeply, naturally sattvic, to be like sat, to be steady, to be sincere. Chapter 15 is called Train the Mind. And Swami Chinmayananda begins with the most apt quote. The quote is, As the thoughts, so the mind. As the mind, so the man. So the human, so the person. 
Our thoughts form our mind and our minds form who we are. So if my thoughts are all over the place, that means my mind is all over the place, which means I'm all over the place. If my thoughts are directed, that means my mind is directed, which means I am directed. The training that is required of all of us is three R's, okay? You know how much I enjoy acronyms and it helps me to remember, I hope it helps you to remember too. And if you're overwhelmed, it's not because of too many acronyms, it's because of, you can interpret it how you want to. <laughs> Raise, reduce, redirect. Train the mind, how? Raise the quality of thoughts. If one raises the quality of thoughts, naturally, there will be a reduction in the quantity of thoughts. And naturally, there will be a redirection of the flow of thoughts. And think about this in your own lives. When you eat higher quality food, you tend to eat less. Ten. It's not always the case, but you tend to. Yes. And when you tend to eat higher quality food, so you eat less quantity, those thoughts are redirected. You tend to exercise more too then, correct? I read this chapter, and then I just came back from Pizza Hut. <laughs> It's my uncle's birthday, so we all went to Pizza Hut. And uh, earlier today, for all of you who were part of the Vedanta in Minds workshop yesterday, I told you that Sheila and I have made a pact for our swasti, for our physical well-being, that uh, we'll both get gym memberships, we'll both be in bed by 10, we will not bring sugary drinks into the house, nor dairy into the house. So today, I went to the gym and did strength resistance after who knows how long. And because I lifted weights today, I only ate three slices of pizza. And I feel that if I didn't lift those weights, I would have naturally, effortlessly eaten five slices of pizza. Yes, you raise the quality of what you do, you reduce the quantity of needing to be all over the place and you redirect that flow, it's more precious then. Okay, so how? Fine, we get it theoretically. How do we do it? You raise the quality of your thoughts by association. When you associate with positive people, you raise the quality of your thoughts. When you associate with positive reading, you raise the quality of your thoughts. And in a very physical sense, when you raise the quality of what you eat, you also raise the quality of your thoughts. You are what you eat. How do you reduce the quantity of thoughts? By dedication. Dedication, when you're in, engaged in living for others, when you have an ideal, that dedication helps one to um, not come up with excuses as much, to not have self-canceling thoughts. See, if you do something for yourself, there's a good chance that you can give up on that procrastinate. But when you're doing it for someone else, you can't give up. You can't procrastinate, correct? Dedication.
And how do you redirect the flow of thoughts? That is done by reflection. Reflection. An extrovert person, their idea of reflection is really worrying. They think chinta means worry. But someone who's being more inward looking, they're reflecting on, that person said this, I have a choice to take this seriously or not seriously. And, and through that reflection, they maintain that uh, inward looking uh, vision where they're not making excuses. They're not taking things personally. Got it? Association, dedication, reflection. I'm going to give you some more words to understand this. A whole lot of you have participated in the annual SEVA training that I facilitated this year. Every year I do, but this year particularly. I shared three S's with you. What are the three S's that are required to be a SEVAKA or SEVIKA? In order. Tell me what the three S's are. Those who haven't heard me speak on this subject, guess. You'll probably be right. The first S is? Okay, in Sanskrit. They're all Sanskrit words. The first S is satsanga. The second S is seva. And the third S is sadhana. Association, that's satsanga. Those who are making satsang their lifestyle, they can't help but engage in seva. And those who are making seva their lifestyle, they can't help but try to be better and more sevikas and sevakas. So what do they do? Sadhana. These are all different words, different frameworks on how the mind is to be trained. And Swami Chinmayananda gives one more framework. Bhakti, karma, jnana. Bhakti yoga, karma yoga, jnana yoga. By following bhakti yoga, one starts to naturally think about Bhagavan more. When one is thinking about Bhagavan more, one naturally wants to work for Bhagavan more. And when one is uh, working for Bhagavan more, the na more. Bhakti, karma, jnana. Okay. Final thought from this chapter. A lot was shared with you. Raise, reduce, redirect. Done. Associate, dedicate, reflect. Done. Satsang, seva, sadhana. Done. Bhakti, What is one secret method, secret practice to achieve all of this? It's the most obvious secret. Contemplation. <laughs> this is me like selling the course, you know, an introduction into why you're here. <laughs> Japa achieved about for the last 15 
by raising the quality of your thoughts, japa, you don't have as many thoughts, your thoughts are going inside. Japa, your association is higher, your dedication is deeper, your reflection is different. For this entire month, the next uh, three chapters of meditation in life, meditation and life, the focus is going to be on Japa. Bhagavan Krishna shared 10 out of all of the yagnas, I am Japa Yagna. If you enjoyed what you heard or want to learn more, share this episode with a friend or find us online at facebook.com slash cmniagara. For those on the journey of self-development, Chinmaya Mission Niagara provides a community forum for seekers to listen, reflect, and contemplate. This podcast is produced by the Young Adults of Chinmaya Mission, an international nonprofit working to transform individuals through the knowledge of Vedanta. Until next time, inspire, love, be.